Radio. G'day everyone, thanks for tuning into The Journey. I hope you're having a great weekend, wherever you are, right around the country. Whether that be down south in Victoria, in various places around New South Wales that tune in, up north of the border perhaps, or even listening in via podcast over in WA. G'day to every single one of you. Oh, WA, Jude, beautiful part of the world. Mm. I've been lucky enough to travel the Nullarbor a few times and yeah. go over to Western Australia. Thank you so much for being with us today. Well, I'm looking forward to a great show, Jude, and I'm keen to hear from all of our great presenters. As usual, I've had a look at the lineup today and some of my absolute favourite The Journey presenters are queued up and they're ready to go. Yeah. With all that in mind, how's your week been? Oh, mate, I've had a really good week, good colour weeks, actually. I've been in uh, southern New South Wales training scripture teachers recently. Okay. Got a real sense of some of the cold weather that (laughs) some of our listeners have been encountering this winter. It's been years since I've had to go out to the uh, the car and and get the ice off the windscreen. So a big cheerio to all of our listeners down there in, in the south. What about you, mate? How have you been? I have had a great time as usual. How can I not when I've got the Lord Jesus Christ in my life? Yep. Also, 50 shows. I'm just coming down from that. I think we're racing towards 100. Yeah, mate, it was good last week celebrating that 50th show. Bit of a milestone for us, and the first 50 shows have flown by, but onwards to the century, Dave. (laughs) Yeah, just like in one-day cricket. Exactly. A big welcome once again to all of our new listeners around the country, especially the guys in Bendigo, Albury, Wodonga, Gippsland. We're going into parts of Melbourne and Wagga too, which is fantastic. Those guys are coming on board. And uh, look, as well, got a, a bit of an announcement, Dave. Yeah. Port Macquarie are coming on board as of next week. That is awesome, Port yeah. Macquarie. It'll come as no surprise to you, Jude. Mm. I've travelled most of the country in Port Macquarie, one of my favourite places. Beautiful spot, yeah. north coast of New South Wales. Great to have them on board. It is, mate, for sure. Coming up on today's show, we're going to hear from Sister Hilda with her wisdom from the Abbey. Also, Trish McCarthy joins us today. And I know we've got a great input from the Catholic guy, Bruce Downs. Yeah, first up, though, we're going to have our Gospel Reflection for this Sunday's Gospel, a reading from Matthew, with Father Richard Healy taking us through that. Let's get into it. Faith, hope, love and life. You're tuned to The Journey. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. Today we bring to a close the 13th chapter of Matthew's Gospel with these three short parables drawn from ordinary life. The chapter lies at the very centre of this gospel, and it seems that we are being invited to be the scribes who draw out of our storeroom things both new and old. The new things are this brand new and magnificent vision that the kingdom of heaven is bringing. The old things are the wisdom of the centuries and the witness of the people of Israel and his stories and hopes. The way of the gospel is about planting the new deep down within the old and allowing the ancient wisdom to come to fresh and exciting expressions in the new. The shape of this gospel is meant to remind the careful reader of the first five books of the Bible, the Torah or the books of Moses. But the content of this gospel is new and explosive. There is a decision that has to be made urgently. It was fashionable then, as it remains fashionable now, to imagine that there were many pearls or many treasures that you could collect in the various religions that are on offer. No, says Jesus, there's only one pearl and one treasure, which is the gospel of the kingdom of God, which Jesus was declaring and living out. Besides all this, Jesus declares that the world is not just going around in circles, but it has a clear direction and is heading in a straight line towards its goal in the final judgment. It continues to move towards that glorious day when God will remake the whole world in truth and justice. These parables continue to challenge us to both understand them and to place them into action 
as the wise scribes that we are urged to be. We are called in our thinking, speaking and living to be firmly rooted in the old and also the bearers of the fresh new work that God is doing. Today we are invited to carefully reflect upon our lives to make sure that the fruit of our lives is both old and new. Grace and peace. This is Father Richard Healy from St. Paul's in Camden. Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. There's a great story told about Pope John XXIII. He had a good friend, Guido, who every day used to bring him the newspaper. On this particular day, the newspaper had a truly horrible article about the Pope in it. It was front page. And so Guido, loving the Pope as he did, hid the paper. The Pope came in. Guido, he said, there's no paper today? Oh, no, Your Holiness, said Guido. Uh, it didn't come. Ah, oh, said the Pope. Well, that's, that's a real shame because there's a horrible article in there and it's going to be upsetting. If you'd been able to give me the paper this morning, I would have known the joy of your comfort. The Pope, of course, knew exactly what Guido had done. So often, this is exactly how it is with you and I. Francis Thompson, in a poem, The Hound of Heaven, said this, I fled him down the nights and down the days, I fled him down the labyrinthine ways of my own mind, and in despair I hid from him. Aren't they horrible words? In despair I hid from him. In despair, in other words, I allowed myself to forego the comfort of God. You and I, so often when we go to God, we avail ourselves of the opportunity of knowing the comfort of God. Why stay away from him? And here's another truth, another beautiful divine truth. You and I have within us the capacity to comfort the heart of God. Anyone who loves as God does needs comfort. And how do we do it? Well, I want to give you a little tip. How about this week? just sitting with him for five minutes every day with no other agenda but allowing the unspoken words in your heart, your words of comfort, to speak to the unspoken need in God. Welcome back. You're listening to The Journey and we just heard from Sister Hilda Scott with her wisdom from the Abbey. Always good to have Sister Hilda on the show. What did you think of the wisdom this week, Dave? It goes without saying, Jude. I love that segment that she called Guido and John the 23rd. She is one prayerful lady who just soaks herself in God's word. Yeah, she does, yeah. Yeah, so it's great to have her wisdom from the Abbey. Apparently it's time for a cheerio, Jude. Yeah, we might send a cheerio out to all of the teachers, the scripture teachers that are listening into the journey. I know we've got lots of teachers from all over the place who tune in. Some even use podcasts of different segments as you know, a good way of communicating with their students. Uh, so that's that's a fantastic feedback that we've been getting from some of our teachers. Anyway, just thought we'd send a cheerio out to those teachers. Good on them. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. As I sat watching the ocean the other day, I saw a young girl run down to the sand with great excitement. She stood for a moment, collecting her thoughts and exploded into an expressive movement of her own unique dance. 
I was captivated by two things that spoke to me. The young girl's freedom and her ability to be authentically true to herself. That freedom was reflected in her lack of concern for judgement of others. She had a dance within her that demanded expression, completely absorbed in the moment of flow. It was creative, unique, beautiful, dimensional, dynamic and real. That realness and authenticity of character was the other thing that struck me. When we are authentic, being who we are created to be, fully alive and free from fear, it is then that we have a most positive influence on those around us. No matter who we are, where we have been, what our past entails or where we're headed, others are looking for someone to point the way to freedom and fullness of life. Never underestimate the impact you have on people and the visible sign you are of God's presence in this world, indicating that freedom and hope are available here and now. Spend some time this week giving yourself permission to be free and authentic in your time with yourself and interactions with others. Allow that symbolic dance or song or meal or random act of kindness or whatever is uniquely you to burst forth with no restrictions. Become fully alive and in tune with your true self and in doing so, make known the God who loves us and is alive and present in you. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Welcome back to The Journey. I hope you're enjoying the show today, wherever you are, right around this beautiful country of ours, either live through your local Christian radio, online, or via podcast. Jude, I believe you're going to let us know a little bit about a fellow named Ben Wicker. He's an Mm, author, key apologist, and he's been answering the new atheist. He'll be in Australia very shortly. Yeah, fantastic fellow. Dr. Wicker, Ben Wicker, is the author of heaps and heaps of books, including Moral Darwinism, How We Became Hedonists. He wrote a book called Architects of the Culture of Death and uh, Answering the New Atheism, uh, Dismantling Dawkins' Case Against God. He's a fantastic biblical scholar as well. And he also wrote a a book on on Christianity and science as well, so answering questions, exposing the myths, and really a very, very profound speaker, speaks so much truth and, and really engages with, I suppose, society at a level which is very intellectual and drawing them back to, you know, the fact that faith is absolutely reasonable. Now, he's coming to speak um, in Australia. He's actually going to be speaking in Sydney on the 11th of August. And uh, there's a public seminar being held by CAEC, and it's going to be held at, at Lidcombe Catholic Club with Senator Corey Bernardi, actually. So I really encourage people, if they'd like to go to that, to to contact the Catholic Adult Education Centre. It's for anyone across denominations. There's lots of people coming from lots of churches because this guy's just got a message for all Christians about how to combat in our culture the things that are anti-Christian. So he's, he's really got a whole lot of fantastic things to say. So please contact the Catholic Adult Education Centre at www.caec.com.au. There's also the chance to do a bit of an intensive course with him over the course of a week, which will really equip people to engage with our secular culture and to draw people back to faith, you know, the fundamentals of Christianity. Definitely an event not to be missed. Mm. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Here are the missionaries of God's love with The Call. Culture is the most dominant force in the world. You can spend your life teaching people what is right and wrong, and at the end of the day, they'll just follow the dominant culture. The culture of the Western world is marked primarily by consumerism. 
This is much more than just a desire to go shopping for new things. As the saying goes, I shop, therefore I am. This culture of consumerism actually makes a claim for what it means to be human. In this culture, the ideal of humanity is to be beautiful, powerful, with a big house and a fast car. The closer you get to this ideal, the more human you become, and therefore the more respect you deserve. In this culture, selfishness becomes a virtue if it helps you attain the ideal and be seen as being more human than everyone else. Consumerism has become the story that directs our lives, drowning out any other knowledge of what we believe to be right or wrong. If Christianity is presented purely as knowledge, as a teaching of what is right and wrong, then it has no way of competing with such a powerful story as consumerism. This is why Jesus gave us a story which was meant to be at the heart of the Christian culture. He washed the disciples' feet. He ate with the poor and the disabled. He allowed himself to be disfigured on the cross so that we could live. Every day we are called to see the truth of our lives and the truth of what it means to be human in the humility and the self-gift of Christ. The one who deserved respect and yet lowered himself into that real position of love, of self-giving at every single moment. If we can allow this story to be at the heart of our understanding of ourselves and at the heart of our church culture, then the world will be converted. I'm Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. Find out more about us at mglpriestsandbrothers.org. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. And now, inspiring you to dream. Here's Bruce Downs, The Catholic Guy. I always think of great men and women as very secure in themselves. They know who they are. They know what they want. And they know how to get their own way. And as far as great men and women go, President Theodore Roosevelt ranks near the top of my list. I've always loved American history, but Roosevelt was practically more machine than man. He dominated every room he entered. He was exceptionally smart, ferocious in his studies, and even more so in his physical activities. He enjoyed his adventures, his accomplishments, his family, and the power of his personality. Essentially, no man could compare with Roosevelt. But something tells me that he knew what insecurity meant. Maybe it came from knowing that he grew up as a sickly, smaller child. Roosevelt knew that he could not be happy comparing his life to that of his school friends any more than he could be happy comparing his life to their own. Nothing we have, nothing we do, nothing we are seems quite as good when we scrutinise it in the light of what others have. Because comparison does one thing. Comparison is the thief of joy. Be filled with joy today by aiming to be the best possible version of you, regardless of what your neighbour may have or has not got. Remember that God created us unique. Yeah, we may, uh, we may be like others around us, but there's a uniqueness about us that is just us. And God wants us to celebrate the uniqueness of who we are, of where we're placed, and what we're called to do. Why don't you join me at thecatholicguy.com. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au.
And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving. On St Valentine's Day this year, Pope Francis gathered with 20,000 engaged couples to talk about the art of married life, which he summarised in three simple words. Hi, we're Byron and Francine Parola from Smart Loving, and today we're discussing the power of three magic words. So what advice did Pope Francis have for the engaged couples? He put forward a simple formula for marital success in three words, please, thanks and sorry. These three words can seem mundane, but when properly understood, can help couples build solid and joyful marriages. Firstly, the word please encourages us to approach the other with respect and reverence, so that we don't impose ourselves, but rather treat the other as an equal. Please is a polite request, said Francis, to be able to enter into the life of someone else with respect and care. In a world that is dominated by me-centric mentalities, please reminds us that the world does not revolve around me and my needs. Rather, it shows us that we are called to be in service of others, especially our beloved. Secondly, the word thanks. Gratitude is an essential virtue for healthy and happy living for every Christian, including couples. It's a powerful habit for building positivity and optimism. Saying thanks helps us to remember that the other is God's gift to us. Do we know how to say thank you? asked Francis. In your relationship, it's important to keep alive your awareness that the other person is a gift from God, and we should always give thanks for gifts from God. Thirdly, the word sorry. Noting that we all make mistakes, Francis said, this is why we need to be able to use that simple word, sorry. He observed how people tend to justify their actions by blaming and accusing others. And he noted that in recognising our mistakes and apologising for them, the Christian family grows. And lest we be uncertain as to what we might apologise for, Francis offers some tips. I'm sorry if I raised my voice today. I passed you without greeting you. I was late. If this week I have been so silent. If I have talked too much without ever listening. I forgot. I was angry and took it out on you. If we are honest with ourselves, there are so many sorries we can say to each other every day. There it is. Three simple words. Please, thanks and sorry. Simple, yet profound wisdom. We're Byron and Francine Parola. For more tips on relationships, visit smartloving.org. Together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. As promised, another great input from Dr. Byron and Francine Parola, the importance of using three magic words and how important they are for keeping marriages and relationships really vibrant. Which brings us to the end of another week, Dave. Can't well, believe it. Well, that's a good thing, Jude, because next week we'll have Port Macquarie on board. Well, that's true. That is absolutely true. Can't wait for them to come on board, yeah. Thanks for listening into The Journey. I encourage you to give us some feedback on our Facebook page. Just look for The Journey Catholic Radio in your search engine, where you can also follow the links to listen to past shows of The Journey as podcasts. And I need to mention at this point, Jude, one of the great emails we received from a lovely lady named Grace down at Aubrey Wodonga. Yeah, it's good to get emails coming into the show, giving us positive feedback, and it was really, really nice, this email we got from Grace. Why don't you read it out? I just wanted to say a big thank you for airing the program, The Journey on Sundays. Such a high quality, inspiring, fresh, relevant program. It is so great that you are aiming something locally made with such amazing Christ-like speakers like Sister Hilda Scott and Father Dave Callahan. 
The presenters even said a special hello to us listeners here in Aubrey. I will be recommending the program to all my friends. Thank you for all the good work that you do. God bless Grace. That is lovely. It's fantastic. Thank you very much, Grace. And thanks to 98.5, the light down there in Albury, Wodonga, for passing that on to us. And really, just give us any feedback you like on our Facebook page. We always love to get feedback from our listeners, and we thought we'd pass that one on today from Grace. Thanks very much. And if you're like Grace and you love listening to the show, but you're listening in via podcast or live streaming at the moment, give your local Christian radio station a call. Let them know that the journey's on and that you'd love to hear it playing in your area. If not, Keep listening in via the podcast of the show at radio.dow.org.au. It's being promoted all around the nation. Next week on the show, we'll be doing it all again. Looking forward to it. Great Mm. music, interviews and inputs from our awesome presenters. And a big cheerio to all of our growing band of listeners. As Judas said, maybe via podcast, live streaming and in our new regions who are taking the show, especially Bendigo, Wodonga, Gippsland and the Illawarra. Of course, mate, next week we'll be welcoming on board Port Macquarie Go as well. Port Macquarie, yeah, yeah, we've got a few <laughs> listeners up there and they're going to start putting it on, on air, not just listening by a podcast. Anyway, thanks for joining us this week. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Faith, hope, love and life, you've been listening to The Journey. The Journey is produced by the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong in cooperation with Pulse 94.1 and edited by Jude Hennessy and Daniel Hopper from the Office of the Bishop. Radio.org.au